This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. How are you? Man, oh man. What a whirlwind. If you are listening to this podcast in the month of June in 2020, maybe even any time in the year 2020, there is so much going on. First, let me say, I have missed you, my podcast listener. Things have been turned upside down in my life and everyone's life. And getting to record this podcast has been a little more difficult. Uh, We are currently in quarantine. And so everyone is home all the time. Well, mostly my children and I are home all the time. My husband is an essential worker, so he is not here all the time, but we are. And my kids are now four and six. So you can imagine finding a quiet moment to come chat with you is few and far between, but you have been heavy on my mind. I have continued to chat with you via email if you are on my email list and um, as well as Facebook and I'm more on Instagram now. So you can find me all of those places, Dr. Siobhan or Siobhan Parat, you will find me. So all that to say, I'm so glad to have carved out this nook of time to actually come and talk with you. We are in really, really interesting times. And I'll just say this um, at the outset that, you know, what is happening in America right now is unprecedented for many, many reasons. We thought the pandemic was the unprecedented situation. And now we are in what at least in my lifetime, have been probably some of the most intense racial issues in this country with regard to how Black people are treated. And it's no secret if you listen to this podcast and see the image that I am a Black woman. And so for sure, this is a conversation and an experience that has been tangible in my life and in the lives of my family and close friends and uh, very significant people in my life. And so it is just a fascinating time to sort of witness all that is happening And for me personally, being a life coach and also a believer, right? Seeing this from just like a totally different plane. And I don't think I have all my thoughts together to share them in any way that would actually be very helpful here other than to say that a major shift is happening. 
And some people are aware of it and some people aren't. And that, I think, is the reality of it. We are having such rich and interesting and challenging discussions about the notion of Black Lives Mattering and what that means and why don't all lives matter and um, some of the conversations that are coming from those questions are, to me, really touching. I've seen so many people just step up um, and do the uncomfortable thing, say the uncomfortable thing, because they now get it and they now see it in a way that they haven't before. I think at the same time, for the Black community, for some, this is bringing up a lot of trauma and repressed emotions that now feels like a safer or more open space to actually air some of those things out. So what I choose to believe is that ultimately this is going to lead to a great healing and that we will all be better off on the other side of it. So those are my thoughts. Um, and for sure, I will continue to sort of think about them. And if I have something I feel is profound and relevant enough to share with you here on the podcast, I will be back with you with those thoughts. In the meantime, I have been pretty active on Facebook and in my email and on Instagram with just some of my real-time thoughts and experiences as some of this is unfolding. So be sure to connect with me there to get the inside scoop as well. But that's not exactly what I'm going to talk with you about today, although it is in some ways related. Today, I wanted to talk about this concept of radical responsibility. And as I scrolled through the podcast, I literally could not believe I did not have a podcast on this topic already. Now, I know that taking responsibility is a thread throughout so much of the work that I do. And so I'm certain somewhere I have mentioned it maybe multiple, multiple times. Uh, but today I really want to put a spotlight on it and I want to elevate it as something that you will want to master in your own life and especially in your marriage. So let me first begin by just sharing what I even mean when I say radical responsibility. And so it is taking responsibility at the highest and deepest level. And so I would define it as taking full ownership for the experience you have, the result you create, and the dynamics between you and your husband. Now, before you skip over this, <laughs> stay with me because I promise you, you will understand why this is so important, right? So another sort of component of radical responsibility from how I view it is assuming the no fault rule, meaning that your husband is not to blame for how you feel and how you react to any situation, right? This is something that I know whenever I talk with my clients about, they just reject it, right? Because 
we are so interconnected in a marriage that it is an automatic thought that of course if he says something or if he does something and then you feel a certain way then he's responsible right if he didn't do what he did then of course you wouldn't be feeling the way that you're feeling you wouldn't be having the experience that you're having and so i think it's important that i distinguish between what is a trigger versus what is a cause so a trigger is just the thing that happens that then leads to something else happening right and so the way that most people understand it is a trigger right your husband says something he does something and then the thing that happens after that trigger is you feel a certain way the step that is missed is the thought process, the thought, the belief that's actually in between the trigger and how you feel. And so all of our emotions are generated by our thoughts, our thought, not his behavior, right? To think that your husband actually causes you to feel an emotion in your body is to suggest that he can actually put himself in your body, tinker with your hormones, and create an emotional response inside of you. Now, if that's what's happening in your house, then wow, right? Like, you got me. But I'm gonna guess that that's not exactly what's happening, that he's not entering your body and causing a physiological response, which is exactly what an emotion is, right? You think about we get PMS as women, like that is a physiological response to hormones in your body. So the chemical reaction that is happening when you are feeling an emotion is the direct result of your thought about the trigger, right? I'm sure that we could actually talk all day about this and debate it, but for now, I just want to offer that as sort of like, the fact and the lens with which we'll have the rest of this conversation. And if you can accept that for now, I think you will really find that how I'm thinking about this is for you and serves you and doesn't necessarily mean that your husband gets a pass for whatever you think he is doing wrong. Okay. But let's just first, like, just be real and talk about why we don't want to do it, right? Like, why don't we want to take radical responsibility? I think the first reason is exactly what I was alluding to in that we believe that it excuses the behavior of the other person, in this instance, our husband, right? We believe that if we take responsibility, if we raise our hand and say, I'm feeling this way because of my thoughts and not because of what you did, then somehow that means that we're excusing or condoning what he did or said, right? So we don't want to do that because we're upset, right? So we never want to give him a quote unquote pass for an experience that he has been a part of that has ultimately led us to feel a certain way. There's just a resistance to doing that, right? We can't fix immediately what's happening in our body and what's happening with our emotions. And so the quickest way to deal with that is to just release that onto him in the form of blame, right? So when we're uncomfortable in our emotions, 
to manage that, the, the normal human tendency is to sort of expel that emotion or to buffer in some way. That means we blame other people, we eat, we spend money, we drink, we might overwork, we might overexercise. Like there's so many different ways that we cope with trying to lessen the impact of a negative emotion. And so blame in a marriage is often one of the the main ways we do that. The other reason we don't want to take radical responsibility is we have a tendency to just want to be justified in our unhealthy behaviors and in our unhealthy choices, right? We just want it to be okay that we got upset and said that really mean thing or did that really immature thing or did that really vengeful thing, right? We want to find some reason to make that okay or to make it the thing we should have done, right? A lot of times you may recognize that, yeah, it wasn't right for me to say that. I know I was wrong, but you still did it, right? So there must have been something you told yourself that justified it for you. Even though it was wrong, you still felt you were justified or you had a rationale for why you were doing it. So whenever you're in that space, you're not taking responsibility because You are not upholding yourself to the standards and to being the person that you want to be because taking responsibility feels too uncomfortable, right? The other reason that we don't want to do it is we have this thing called the ego and the ego's job is multifaceted, but in this instance, its job is is to protect us from guilt and shame. Guilt and shame are two emotions that feel horrible. I think especially for us as women. And the ego's job is to tell us a story, to create a narrative that minimizes our exposure to feeling guilty or to feeling shameful. And so when we take responsibility for something that we did that wasn't the right thing to do, or when we take responsibility for feeling a negative emotion, then we shame ourselves and we guilt ourselves. Like, well, you shouldn't be so upset about that. And that helps no one, right? So I want to share with you the benefit of actually embracing radical responsibility. And for me, the main thing is that you just get to be in control always. You get to be in total control of how you feel. And when you get to do that, right, you never have to depend on your husband showing up in a particular way. You never have to depend on him to understand it in the way that you understand it. And you never need him to say anything for you to have the exact experience that you want to have. Now, I know you're listening and you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, but it's just better when he does say the right thing and do the right thing. It's easier, right? It's kind of the easy way out. And I'm not going to argue with you, but the reason we're having this conversation more than likely is because he's probably not doing what you want him to do. He's probably not saying the things that you want him to say. And so to constantly delegate your emotional well-being to him is just taking you out of your power. And my goal is to empower you. My goal is to show you how you get to decide how you want to feel 
by what you choose to think and what you choose to focus on. So the primary benefit is that you actually do get to be in control when you embrace radical responsibility. The other thing is it's sort of like the secret to everything. Because when you embrace radical responsibility, you always know what adjustments to make in order to create a different experience for yourself. So let's say you are planning something, right? Let's just say you're planning something and maybe it's a vacation because I'm sure most of us could use a vacation right now. And your husband is not as on board as you want him to be. He's sort of like the negative Nancy about it all. And so if you don't embrace radical responsibility, you will spend your time trying to feel better by trying to get him to get on board with it, right? You might question him like, well, why aren't you excited about this? Like, what's the problem? Like, why this is the least we could do? Like, why aren't you just put on a happy face and just be with me in the excitement of this, right? Like, that's where all of your energy goes. You don't really ever know what to say and how to say it the exact way he needs to hear it in order for him to change how he's showing up, right? So you might try a lot of different approaches and this happens so often in marriage. You know, I talk with them and they're like, well, listen, I've tried, you know, the gentle suggestion. I've tried to compliment and, you know, use the positive reinforcement and then I just got frustrated and so then I tried complaining and then I tried, you know, ultimatums and then I tried this, right? So you could try 12,000 different ways of saying something, different ways of approaching him, different ways of trying to get him to understand it, and it still not work. He still doesn't get it. But when you embrace radical responsibility, you know exactly what to do all of the time in order for you to have a different experience. The answer is to look at your thinking. Like, what are you thinking that's creating a negative experience for you? And how could you see it differently? How could you see it differently? That is the shortcut. The third benefit of radical responsibility is it allows for such a deep level of self-awareness. Right? So in order to take full ownership for what you are experiencing, the results you create, and the dynamics between you and your husband requires you to go inside of yourself, right? You're no longer looking for him to be the solution, but it's like, okay, well, I got to look inside. Like, what am I really feeling? What am I really thinking? Why is this such a problem for me? Where in my life has this shown up before? And so when you can have that deep level of self-awareness, you then have the capacity to love yourself at the greatest depths possible because you know yourself, right? So let's just say if we have, you know, a pie of 100%, like 100% is like you and your truest, most vulnerable, most authentic form. But most of us are not 100% self-aware. We all have blind spots and we all have those areas that we don't even know that we don't know about. And so let's just say you're operating at like 60% self-awareness. 
right? When you are constantly investigating where you can take responsibility, when you are constantly looking for yourself to be the answer to your problems, it takes you deeper into self-awareness. And so maybe you go from 60% aware to like 75% aware. And in that gap, you learn to love yourself even in your messiness, You learn to be more compassionate with yourself because you see yourself for who you really, really, truly are, right? And so when you have developed the capacity of having compassion for yourself and grace for yourself, you are so much more able to extend that to other people, right? So you can never give what you don't have and you can never receive what you don't have receptors to receive. So this process of radical responsibility helps you gain self-awareness and gaining self-awareness then means that you can love yourself more, which means if you're loving yourself more, if you're seeing yourself truly and having compassion and grace for yourself, that means you can give that to your husband. And if you're giving that to your husband, that will just increase his ability to give it back to you. Everything makes a full circle, right? So even some of the dynamics between you are just, it's just a cycle of what you're putting out there and what he's responding to and what he's giving back to you, right? So if the approach now is more of radical responsibility, then what you get is less blame towards him. And if he's feeling less blamed, then he's feeling more accepted. And when he's more accepted, he's more at ease, he's more at peace, and he can offer that back to you. So it really is sort of a gift (laughs) that never stops giving and always comes back to you, right? So how do you do it? I hope that is the question you're asking now, (laughs) that you're not still debating me in your head. Okay, so how you do it is, I just wanna give you three points because I don't wanna overwhelm you with like, am I doing it right? So the first thing is in any situation, just ask yourself this question, okay? What am I thinking? feeling or doing that is creating an issue here, right? What am I thinking, feeling, or doing that is creating an issue here? You can use that in any scenario. Anything that's not going the way you want it to go, any experience you have that is uncomfortable or not what you would like, any result that you keep reproducing in your marriage, like arguments or distance or resentment, right? Just ask yourself this question, what am I thinking, feeling or doing that is creating an issue here. The second point of how to actually do radical responsibility is to begin to tell the narrative of whatever is happening from the point of yourself and your impact on the situation and your impact on your husband. So let me say that again. It's a cumbersome sentence. You tell the narrative, like you tell the story, you look at the situation from the point of view of yourself and your impact on the situation. Like what are you doing to cause whatever is happening and what is your impact on your husband, right? So I know a lot of times We are so conscious of the trigger that sort of sets us off that everything that flows from there is sort of like a blur. But I want you to sort of like start to try to go in slow motion and to see like, oh, he did this. I thought that I felt that and then I did this, right? When you can just like map out that equation, it's sort of like 
what are your dance steps in the dance that you guys do? What is your contribution to the equation and what is the impact of that, right? And then the third piece is to really go back in time to any experience or any interaction and to identify exactly what you could have done differently at every step of the way to produce a different outcome. Now, I don't know if you are familiar, depending on your age, but I remember growing up, there were these books called Choose Your Own Adventure books. And the premise of these books was sort of like you read up until a certain point in the chapter and then it gives you a choice. Like, do you open the door and go bike riding with your friend or do you decide to stay at home and watch TV, right? You have like a decision point in the story. And then if you choose to open the door and go bike riding with your friend, you turn to page like 99. And if you stay at home and watch TV, you turn to page like 30, right? And... The story then continues from that point and you have a different outcome, right? The chapter ends at a different place with a different set of situations. And so the same with anything that is happening in your life, like hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can go back to any interaction with your husband that didn't go the way that you wanted it to and identify exactly like at every step, he said this and I could have said that. He said that and I could have said this. He did this and I could have done that, right? I want you to like step by step as if you're making a recipe, identify how one shift in your response could have produced a totally different outcome. Why do I want you to do that? Not to excuse whatever behavior you think he's doing wrong, but to put you in the driver's seat, right? You always want to be in the driver's seat of how you feel. It's your body, your set of emotions, and your reactions that are creating your experience in your life and your marriage. And so of course you should be driving it. Not him, right? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just think about everything that has come up for you in listening to this. So again, radical responsibility is taking full ownership for the experience you have. You wanna do this because you wanna be in control always of your emotions. You wanna know exactly what adjustments to make in order to create a different experience for yourself. And you want to develop this deep level of self-awareness so you can love yourself more and have more compassion for yourself and have more grace that you can then be able to share with others that you love, right? And thinking about all of this, I'm sure a lot of things came up for you because this is not something we're taught. It's not something that even is like in alignment with normal human nature, right? And I want you to just notice even as we processed and had this conversation, and I'm sure you had your own examples from your own marriage. I want you to just notice how often and how easy it was for you to just shift the blame to your husband. Even though the whole conversation was about you taking radical responsibility, where did you still want to place some of the responsibility on him? Where were the times that you wanted to explain or sort of rationalize your actions in relationship to what he did or what he said or what he continues to do? Just notice it and be curious about it. Like why? Like why is this so hard for me? Right? So I want to just leave you with this quote that I don't think I made it up for sure. I'm sure someone else has said it before me, but it's something that just really resonates with me. 
And it's you are your own problem and you are your own solution. So again, any experience or interaction or dynamic that you are having in your marriage that's not what you want, that is your problem, right? Like it's yours because it's not what you want, right? And the sooner you can see exactly how you are the solution to that problem, the better you're going to feel and the more productive experience you're going to have. So leaning into radical responsibility is the key to finding contentment and peace in your marriage because it begins and ends with you, not your husband. And it's when you can get to a place of contentment and peace instead of anger and frustration, right? When you can get to contentment and peace, that's when you open the door to allowing love to come back in again. It is a prerequisite for being able to love your marriage again. So thank you for joining me, seeing me here waving, sort of saying, I'm back, I'm back. I'm so grateful to have this time with you and I hope that this has been valuable. I would love to hear what you're thinking. So for sure, reach out and let me know your thoughts. Let me know your questions. I want this to be very relevant to you and what you are actually going through in your actual marriage. So be sure to keep in touch and just give me that feedback. Bye for now. I really expect that I will be with you uh, next week. All right, take good care. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.